and welcome to the Liquid Intelligence Podcast, hosted by Opus founder and award-winning mixologist Christos K, where we discuss how the beverage industry is changing, the sober revolution, and more. I'm your co-host, Nicole, and in this episode, we caught up with our good friend Fiona from Sensorium, an online alcohol-free marketplace. We talk about navigating the alcohol-free business in Canada, what it's like to work with your family, and the unexpected part of launching Sensorium. Thank you so much for joining us today. I'm so excited to have you here. You're actually our first guest on the first season, which is so exciting. And to kind of give people a little bit of summary of who you are, you are the CEO and creative director of Sansorium, which is really exciting. And kind of, I mean, I think a first question that me and Chris were talking about before is what sort of drove you to open an alcohol-free marketplace? Yeah, well, I really have to give credit to my mom, who Christos knows very well. <laughs> Catherine is, I, I think I said that to you before, but Catherine is a gangster. Like, <laughs> she is on top of everything. She is uh, ruthless in a good way, and she's always on top of things. So I absolutely love this combination that yeah. your family has put together. On a later date, we should all talk together. I think it would be really fun. Um, she decided to go alcohol-free at the beginning of 2020, uh, really before the pandemic had started and everything had set in. And the, and the spotlight kind of came onto people's relationship with alcohol. She had a personal relationship to it, and she had read a book by William Porter that explained um, it was called Alcohol Explained, and it talked about the relationship of alcohol in your brain and your gut and your sleep. And she was trying to get her her health numbers in order. She just had some um, numbers come back from the doctor that said, you know, it wasn't things weren't totally in the right place. And so she decided to stop drinking alcohol to see if that could change something. And when she got this book and she kind of read into it a bit more, she just had a really profound eye-opening realization that, wow, my whole life, I didn't think this was affecting me at all. Like, I thought this was just the reward at the end of the day. I thought this was what everybody did. I just thought this was, you know, my right for working so hard. When she learned that it just even one glass of wine can have an impact on your brain, it really spoke to her because in her family, she has four brothers and sisters that have um, terminal neurological illnesses. And she, she just sort of, you know, it brings tears to my eyes thinking about it when she thinks about the how much her brothers and sisters would kill for a fresh and clean and healthy brain. And she's just just simply drinking alcohol, but it's not leaving her brain in its best optimum state. So. It was literally overnight that she decided to stop drinking alcohol after years of uh, a wonderful relationship to it, but she just realized she couldn't anymore. So we, we all drank non-alcoholics with her for the rest of that year in 2020 and picked up the wine bottles at Safeway and Loblaws and up at the back of the store at the very bottom of the shelf. And it just wasn't, um, by the end of the year, it got old pretty fast. And it took a lot for us to drive around the city and to find good products. And she just said, I wish there was a place we could go where we could just buy all alcohol-free wine, beer, and spirits. 
And we looked around the world and there was a couple places that were doing it online. And we, we, we did as best we could to find what was in Canada. And we couldn't really see anything that was in Vancouver or accessible. And we saw a gap. <laughs> we just realized that there was an opportunity there that our experience and our backgrounds could really fill. So beginning of 2021, she I always called the infamous FaceTime where she called me and my sister, Sarah, and said, I've got the idea. And we were all at this amazing career crossroads where we were looking for our next thing to do. And so it was, for me, it was like, okay, it was a no brainer. It was like, let's do it. And I haven't looked back since. Wow. I like, we've hung out so many times and I've never knew this whole story. That's actually extremely interesting. But from what you mentioned is actually very true that when you go to grocery stores, people still don't know where to place this alcohol-free uh, beverages, right? And the selection is not that big either, but I definitely see this growing into the next year or so. Like even with, with Opus, and you have been supported since pretty much day one, like we've seen a 500% growth into the first year, which is wow. Yeah. And like, I know personally, I always am looking on Sensorium because I feel like you guys have such an amazing curation of alcohol-free products. And in terms of opening Sensorium on your end, what has the reception sort of been like uh, with consumers? I was truly mind blown. I thought it would take us a couple of years to really see true growth and to see an impact. And honestly, the reception on our very first weekend of being open as a, we did a pop-up shop to celebrate our opening, I couldn't believe the sales we did in that day and the number of people that showed up. Granted, I invited a lot of my friends. I will say that. But 200 people came through the doors in a few hours to purchase and would line up for half an hour to purchase product. It showed us there were there was just an amazing demand out there that we we really couldn't have researched beforehand because no one was really talking about their relationship to alcohol and going alcohol free with alcohol free products there were people that were cutting back on alcohol there were people that were just ordering water pops sodas juices at restaurants but no one knew that this category existed so they weren't really demanding it so we, it was a big risk for us to take we had to look at the UK and Australia as two um, leaders of the industry, and I'm sure Christos, you saw that too um, when you were doing your product research. They have two to three years ahead of us in terms of product and brand uh, creation and volume, as well as consumer demand and consumer reception. So we were just like crossing our fingers that Canada would kind of follow suit and pick up. But I couldn't believe uh, the reception on day one. And then we've just seen 20 to 30 percent growth every month since we've started um, and have very loyal customers. People, it's it's a bottle shop. It's a it's like going as frequently as you go to the liquor store, you would shop with us. And that could be every day for some people. Um, I, I see customers, we see customers come back every month and purchase again, which is amazing. And I think if we did have a physical store, we would see more frequent purchases. So that's something in the future. 
does that mean that it's actually coming moving forward or it's it's yeah it's in the works i would say there's a there's a very um i think there's a very fine line between when you decide to press play on that uh like when's the right time retail spaces in vancouver in the right neighborhoods are very expensive and we do get a lot of demand for a physical space but i want it to be I want it to be like bursting at the seams. Like we really cannot afford to stay online anymore. And then we have to have a store um, so that we don't have that horrible <laughs> six months where you're like scraping by just to, to pay the rent. Um, so the pop-up shops, our, our model of doing pop-ups every weekend for the last year has really been the catalyst for our physical growth. I've seen you hustling, putting all the racks together, unloading boxes, like you pretty much set up a store. I absolutely love what you do. But I want to ask you, doing business with family, obviously you're in there with your sister and Catherine. Um, how has this been like so far? <laughs> Such a good question. I mean, if if you told me two years ago that I would be working with my mom... <laughs> <laughs> I would laugh this hard. I would not believe you in the slightest. Um, we had very different careers. My mom worked in serious insurance, corporate, you know, intense <laughs> hours. And I am a millennial. <laughs> so that should help you define how I've been working. I work in social innovation. I work in natural wellness. I worked on a sex toy brand. I I like work four day weeks. <laughs> so there's, we have very different uh, working careers and lifestyles, but what, it, what was super apparent was the business really needed someone like my mom and really needed someone like me. And my sister is the glue between us both. So I couldn't be more grateful for their skill sets because it really complements what I don't have and what I don't want to do. And what they don't want to do and don't have, I bring to the tables. And, and there's just this ease now. Um, but I will say it came with work. It did come with uh, work. We, we actually got a coach for the first four months of our uh, business. So as soon as we launched in September, we started working with a business coach who helped us uh, figure out our individual strengths and areas of opportunity, as well as our collective um, areas of opportunity, what we didn't have as a, as a, as a team, what we needed to outsource. And then really helped us hone in on our communication. So family dynamic communication. I mean, who doesn't go home on Christmas and becomes a 13-year-old again? <laughs> um, it's not possible. I cannot do that. It's, my mom can't be my mom when I'm at work. And we had to figure out a bit of a system so that we could talk to each other professionally. We could raise conflict and, and solve conflict professionally. Um, and what we came up with is, is kind of rudimentary, but if we feel like there's some tension around something, one person will just say, I'm raising the flag. I'm raising the purple flag. Um, we have something to talk about here. Like, what is it? And then it's not this like, hey, can I uh, talk about this with you? It's just a really clear system. And then we hash it out. And when we, we have to ask, have we, like, is the green flag up now? Are we good to go? Everyone says, yes, we move forward. So that systems really worked for us. Um, and we can move on quickly. Like we kind of, we, you know, something happens and we like all get 
frustrated about it. And then we just, you know, go back to being family again and move on. So I'm so surprised and so grateful to work with them. And I feel like that's kind of an unexpected thing that you would have thought of when launching this is the whole communication and how that would work within a family. This podcast is sponsored by Opus, the next generation of carbonation. After years of prepping cocktails in some of the world's best bars, Opus founder Christos K saw a need for a premium alcohol-free beverage that wasn't soda water or a sugar-loaded drink. That's where Opus comes in. Opus offers the best handcrafted premium alcohol-free cocktail experience. Use code Sensorium12 for 12% off your first order. That's Sensorium12, S-A-N-S-O-R-I-U-M 12 for 12% off your first order on drinkopus.com. Do you think there's been any other sort of unexpected things that have come up with Sensorium, good, bad, that have kind of surprised you along the way? With Sensorium as a as a company or as a brand, I think I, I wasn't expecting, I wasn't expecting to people to think that we had been around for as long. Like people think that we've been around for a lot longer than we have. Actually, that's what I'm trying to say. Um, and the take that I've created on the language that we've used at Sensorium is different than other, than other uh, marketplaces. Um, I really saw that the language around sobriety was just so behind and so lacking in creativity. And um, I really wanted to remove us from talking about it as being dry or as being, you know, um, abstinent, because in my opinion, and in my personal experience, not drinking alcohol makes me more alive and makes me more connected and, and, and juicier, like sobriety is, is, seeing things in technicolor for me. So I wanted to remove us from that kind of like convincing people that it was fun, you know, just live and you'll see that it is <laughs> just be true to yourself and watch how joyful you can be. Um, and stop trying, you know, let's take the, take the foot off the pedal, so to say. So I think I, I think people have been surprised by that take. It's just not it's not the traditional uh, language that we've used around sobriety for a long time. And I hope that we can kind of bridge a little bit of like the spiritual aspect of sobriety too, because there is such a big component of that for me at least. And if you look at the root word of sobriety and its its meaning or original meaning, it's groundedness, it's clarity. Like who wouldn't want that? You know, who wouldn't want to feel that way? less about alcohol for me and more about listening and being attuned to yourself. Honestly, that is a great answer. And this is something that I always wanted to ask you. What does Sensorium mean? So in a wonderful process of brand creation, we worked with Glassford & Walker, an amazing agency who have done some of the best brands we see from restaurants to other alcohol brands and so on. I wanted a word that invoked the feeling of pleasure and a space that made you feel connected to the senses. So there is a word that is just, that is almost the same, but it's sensorium and it is about sensuality in the senses. And sensorium is essentially like a place without alcohol, the root word of sans from French being without. So sensorium just kind of came to 
the team. And when they showed it to me, I was like, you don't need to do anything else. That's the, <laughs> that's it. An emporium is also a place, right? If you go to an emporium, it's this wonderful kind of um, alchemist uh, apothecary. So I, I wanted it to be like a physical place that you know you could go and get product with alcohol. So hopefully it just it, it lands in the dictionary eventually. <laughs> I'm sure it will. It's it's so interesting being in a area where it's all new. Like it's it's not like we can look at what other brands did or what happened there. It's just we're all kind of paving the way, which is so exciting. Um, but it's also just so interesting to see how it all plays out too. Yeah. A couple of weeks ago, um Laura Willoughby, who runs Club Soda in the UK, a very a, a decade-long successful alcohol-free um, movement, she held a symposium for alcohol-free marketplaces um, from around the world. And it was the first time about 30 of us got together and met each other online and talked about some of the successes and pain points of the industry um, and really openly and honestly shared how to move forward. And I was so, I was so grateful to be part of that group, first of all. Um, but to hear that other people are going through similar challenges, especially with marketing and advertising and how social media platforms block us from promoting our product. I'm sure you've probably experienced some of that, Christos. Um, on Facebook and Instagram, like rejecting your products or your ads, yeah. thinking that it's alcohol when it clearly says it's not. So everybody around the world that is working in this space have the same challenges. And we also got to share uh, some strategies to support each other and to win in our own way, in our own markets. Um, so I really felt this, as much as we're all working in silo in many ways, we have this moment of collectivity that I, I can see helping this space move forward more and more. Yeah, that's really interesting because something that I have noticed, because I've worked with, obviously, as we all have other brands that were not alcohol free, and people are so willing to collaborate and help and reach out in this space, which has just been really amazing and kind of a testament to what the space is and how it's going forward. Yeah, absolutely. I, I always say there's so much room for all of us. And if that product creates a space on the bar, it's a space for the whole industry, right? And as many alcohol brands as there are, you're going to have five, six, seven different types of vodkas on a bar you know, just take a look at that as, as an opportunity for the alcohol-free space. There's so much opportunity. So when we talk, especially when we do podcasts like this, or I come and support an event that you're running, or you support an event that I'm running, we are all collectively lifting up the industry for the better. Um, and there's going to always be a few people that are in it for the wrong reasons. Um, they think, you know, quick money, side project, side hustle. But, you know, Chrysos and I, we've talked about this for over a year now the right people are at the helm. And we have got um, just really pure intentions about bringing the alcohol-free movement to the masses in a way that supports everybody's well-being. This is very true. And me and Fiona, we have discussed a few projects that we still need to catch up on, right? 
And at the same time, it's very interesting to see that, as an example, with Opus, we do events, right? Like we do pop-up uh, and we try to attend as many events that make sense as possible. And for some events, we also sell single cans. And we always say to people, hey, this is an alcohol-free gin. But when it's uh, like three, four, five thousand people in there, sometimes people may not ask the alcohol free. So they have one and then they have a second one and then they come back and they were like, can I have another one? And then they realize that it's alcohol free. I was like, this is alcohol free? Like, why you guys didn't tell me there's alcohol free? I'm like, we told you. And <laughs> that's actually very good to see because it tastes exactly the same. Like it is a gin and tonic, but without the alcohol. And at the same time, I've seen your guys' growth into this year. How do you see Sensorium into the next five years, as an example? Like how do you see Sensorium in 2026? Oh, that's such a million-dollar question. Our goal was always to be community-centered. So we have a really great wholesale business that's going right now. It's catching up. Sometimes it surpasses our monthly revenue of direct-to-consumer. But um, we were never going to be a faceless company. We wanted our family to be in the community, meeting people, educating people, talking about our own experience um, as much as possible. So I am seeing the opportunity for a physical space to be a great place for my mom to exist. I think she would absolutely crush it being in a store and talking to people and getting people excited about um, the category. So I, I do hope that we can uh, raise the investment to be able to do that next year. Um, and if you're listening right now and you want to be involved in a, in a physical creation of a sensory in space, do email us, please. We are, yeah, we're looking, we're looking. And, but really we've just opened up our doors to North America so we can service all of the U S and all of Canada with our product line. We are investing in more product. So we have a few brands that we want to keep on the shelves as much as possible. Eden Vale are one of those, the, the wine brand that we import out of Australia and, and Spain. It is, it's just one of the best, um, alcohol-free wines I've ever tasted and such a wide varietal um, collection. So it really gives opportunity to, to have some variety every day and not just drink the same thing, which is what I love so much about the alcoholic wine sector. So we'll really be investing more in product. I mean, really, we're putting all of our money that we make back into product and to opening up bottles and tastings with people. So you'll see some new, um, some new products be coming out every month. We always bring in some new stuff and just getting more creative. I think that's the fun part for me. I'm sure you've seen a couple videos online of me pulling some stunts with wine. Um, I just love it. It just makes life a little lighter and it makes work a little easier. So I'll, I'll still be on, on TikTok and social doing weird stuff. <laughs> I know that video of you in the rain with the wine glass. I, I honestly watched it like 50 times. It was so funny. I loved it. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much for joining us. I mean, I guess, where can people find you? So sensorium.com and then mm -hmm. you're on all the socials. Yeah, of course. We're, we're everywhere. You can find out the most from us on Instagram, sensorium underscore underscore. We always update our bio with the pop-up that we're going to be at next. So if you do want to meet us in person, pick up product in person, we don't bring the full store to every single pop-up. It depends on the size of the space, but we will have something for you. 
And it's always, we'll always have a really great wine selection. So you can pick up something for the evening or pick up something for the party that you're going to on the weekend. Um, and we always have some spirits and ready to drinks opus. If we're, if we're carrying them at the time, we'll have it there. If it's a featuring of uh, a spirit that we want people to use in a cocktail, we'll have it there. So, um, yeah, just come and hang out. It's really fun. We always, we're always opening up new stuff for people that want to try things. So it's always good to have folks. I honestly love it. Like this is the main reason that we put together that podcast. So people that are fans of Opus and people that are looking to have an alcohol-free option, they can actually see what's happening in the industry. And moving forward, we're going to have brands from all over the world joining us and telling us their story, what they're putting together, and what's happening what's happening moving forward. Amazing. I'm so happy for you and all your success. It's really been a joy to work alongside you. So thanks for doing what you do. Thank you for your support. And honestly, without support from you people, nothing could have done. So thank you. Oh, you're so welcome. And thank you for being the first guest. Yeah. So exciting. An honor. <laughs> thank you so much. Thanks so much for joining us for the first episode of the Liquid Intelligence podcast. Be sure to subscribe on your listening platform of choice and stay tuned for the rest of our first season because we've got some amazing guests lined up.